York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. Congratulations, New York Knicks fans. Just know this, that World Wide West is the best free agent acquisition in the history of the New York Knicks franchise. Shout out to World Wide West. I know Allen Houston made $100 million, but I'm just telling you right now, if y'all don't know about World Wide West, Shout out to World Wide you still West. won't find out about World Wide West. You'll find some articles here and there, you know, talking about some of the deals he's done or some of the relationships he's had. But my man has always been deep, deep in the scene. And he knows everyone. So what this does for the culture of the Knicks moves the needle drastically, drastically. The Knicks are coming. I never thought I would hear myself say that. Okay, Leon Rose. I see. <laughs> Shut up the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, Ryan. It's a mess. <clears throat> Who else can clean this up but Worldwide West? Because the Knicks made a mess. What's going on? It's JLS from Nick and Tom Show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And we are here. Back. Yep. To discuss the big news of World Wide West joining the Knicks. Shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. And I'm joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G in the building. What's good, everybody? Yeah. <laughs> now, Ryan, I don't. Listen. When that news broke, I wasn't even expecting nothing. I was expecting a very slow news week. I got, you know, I looked up and I realized Leon Rose is, is going to talk to the people for the first time. I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to watch Leon Rose speak to the people and say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same day, they announced World Wide West is joining the Knicks. And I'm just like, things that make you go, hmm. Yes, sir. The timing was interesting. Why do you think World Wide West is here now? What, what, what do you make of this, Ryan? I mean, I, I can't say much about the timing per se, but just the fact that, like, you know, it's like this is a guy that you hear about, but you really don't know anything about. It's like one of those mystery type of dudes. Like Batman. Exactly. And then when you, <laughs> you find out, like, like um he's been like friends of michael jordan he's been mm. friends of lebron yeah. work with him you know players like that and then like you know i read this other article where this where some sources like this guy just knows everybody and like if you need any type of connection like if you need a certain haircut he knows the guy to go to to get that haircut if you need some gardening done at your house so like beards like you need my beard shape you want to shape up your beard or something mm. like that he knows like the nicest barbers if you need some gardening done at your house, he knows who to he knows who to call to get that you know gardening the in the garden. Mm, I get it exactly. <laughs> so you know if this dude is connected like that, and he's a mystery man or whatnot, like he's never had like a solid position, he just knows people. Yeah, I'm like yo, I'm like yo, if if he can you know use his connects and bring certain players to the garden, I'm with it. Like yo, let's go, let's do this. Here is the thing. I realize I say that a lot. 
that's I guess my Magella is catching. Here's the thing, Ryan. So when the news first broke that World Wide West was coming to the Knicks and everybody was all excited because he had all his connections and stuff like that, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all that news stopped. And what I heard from it is that, you know, he had too many things going on behind the scenes and it was a little bit of a conflict of interest and he wouldn't be able to join the Knicks. So I was like, okay, cool. But, you know, he was still going to work with the Knicks in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And he has. He has. Uh, he, he's been involved, you know. <clears throat> he's been involved with the front office is one I heard. So shout out to World War West. Um, yeah. Also, side note, we are going to talk about other things. We're going to talk about Alonzo Trier. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Kadeem Allen leaving. Goodbye, my guy, Kadeem. Kadeem the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Trier. Oh, no. And we're going to talk about the new signings we have. But yeah, back to World Wide West. It was just, you know, some people might say it might be a waste to move only because World Wide West is like Batman. Right? You know, Batman, he works in that gray area. You yep. know, he's, he's, a vangel- he's a vigilante. Behind the scenes, he doesn't have to follow the same rules as a police officer. So he's able to get things done, push people here, peach people there. But now Batman has hung up the cape and put on a badge. (laughs) (laughs) Joined the New York Knicks. Is this the right position for him? Is this going to help? I mean, I just feel like this is a guy that... If he's with your organization, like it's just a positive because like he just has a lot of connections and you know and, and I'm and I'm assuming that you know whoever you know like Scott Perry, you know the GM, the president of basketball operations, they're just gonna go to this guy and be like, you know what, you know they're like there's gonna be a, like I, I feel like there's gonna be like a connection somewhat like between coach GM right the basketball operations and. And West, and they're like, you know what? We need this type of play. We need that type of play. Can you go and get that for me? Mm, so get to contact with his representatives. And then West is gonna, you know, be like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull some strings. Make it happen. You know, get the get the right representatives to come and talk to, you know, Scott Perry and whoever else, and be like, yo, you know, next, you know, this is where you need to be, man. Come on, sign the contract. This is where you need to go. This is it. This is it. I- I'm not gonna lie, though. I'm not gonna lie. A part of me was wondering does this does the timing have anything to do with the weird backlash that uh the Knicks organization was getting because of the non-statement that Dolan was making a little bit earlier mm-hmm. like maybe Leon Rose hit him up was like yo man it's getting hot over here news came out you know that players are even more pissed at us and we're not going to be able to get free agents because of, you know, the debauchery that's coming, that's, that's happening right now. But bringing you on board would help push that needle in the right direction. I wonder if timing has to do with that. And he just wanted to help out his boy. Because Leon and World War West have been friends for years. They call each other yeah, best friends. Yeah, they said like 40 years or something like that, which is wild. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. And also like and also like I heard that like before he became um the vice president or whatnot, um, he was actually 
um, in a consulting role with James Dolan. Like, he was playing that kind of role that Isaiah used to play. Mm. He was with the Knicks. So, it seems like he's been um, involved with the organization for, you know, for at least... I don't, I don't know I don't know how long it's been, whether it's been a few months or a couple of years, whatever the case may be, but it seems like he's already familiar with, you know, the franchise as it is, so... So, I guess it was a natural movement. A natural yeah. move that I, I hope works out. I hope so, too, man, because the Knicks need Jesus, Allah, Word. All <laughs> everybody. Of All of y'all. <laughs> Poseidon, <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> All of y'all, man. All y'all. All y'all pray together. With, with, with the Dragon Ball Z spirit bomb. Exactly. All your energy every- into one to bring. We need all that. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to World Wide West. Welcome. Shout out to World Wide West. I hope you're able to turn this, this ship around. For real, for yes. real. <sighs> you know what, but you know, let's, let's get into some other, some other news that's a little more disheartening. And here's the thing I saw this news coming. You know? But it's still weird that we're here at this point. Isozo, you know, a guy who was undrafted. Made an impact on the Knicks the first year. Earned a contract. A a bigger contract than any undrafted guy on the Knicks has ever earned. Mm -hmm. Was seen as a a future, a, a piece for the future, at least the first year. Second year gets here, Harley plays, only starts one game, relegated to the bench, then we never see him again. Yes, sir. He is waived. For who? Theo Henson. Whose man's is that? Whose man's is that? Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I looked up Theo Henson... <laughs> what I saw that he was known for was the dance that he does on the Nets bench like that. If you, if you're watching on YouTube, you see what I'm doing. If you, you can only hear me, what's your what's your problem, though? Go to YouTube.com/slash/NickTownShow so you can see what I'm doing. All right, but what's 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 trying to make sense of this, Ryan? Yeah. So, um, first off, I want to you know. Just say Theo Pinson stats in the G League, you know, so if people aren't familiar with the dude, I'm just going to read off some stats. We're reading right G League quick. stats, by the way, not yeah. NBA stats that NBA Alonzo G- Trier was. But go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so, in the G League now, the dude was averaging 15.1 points a game. Okay. With 42% shooting from the field. All right. 37% from three. Got 77% from the free throw line. Now, as a shooting guard, he was averaging 6.6 rebounds and 5.1 assists per game in the G League. Oh, rebounding guard. And and he had 1.1 steals a game. Hmm. So now, here's my theory on why the Knicks probably waived career and signed Pinson. You have to remember, when Trier had his breakout season, he was getting buckets. Buckets. He was strictly he was strictly a dude that you bring off the bench and he would fill it up for you. But I feel like the next season Knicks took a different path. Like, if you notice the young players that got playing time this season, Frank Nilakina, what can Frank Nilakina do? 
Play defense. Dotson. What can Dotson do? He can play defense as well. Maybe not off ball, but, you know, more defense. He can shoot. Mm-hmm. So, like, it seems like the Knicks went in the, in the direction of if you don't defend, you're not going to play. Mm. And we all know Trier is not a good defender. And I feel like the Knicks, since the Knicks know that they're going in a defensive position, they're going in, in a defensive um, direction. Path, mm-hmm. You know, they want players that could play defense. I feel like Trier all of a sudden became invaluable to the team and made him, you know, wave them. And then Theo Pinson, who they're bringing in now, Theo Pinson is a 6'5 guard, 6'6 guard with a 6'11 wingspan that can, that's athletic and play defense. So I feel like the Knicks are just trying to bolster up their defense. And I, and I think they feel like here's expendable because he doesn't play defense, even though he can fill it up. And trust me, there's a lot of guys in the NBA now where their strict job is just to fill it up. Like, oh yeah, you know, they're they're poor defenders, but they can fill it up, and they and because like they have a roster, they have a roster spot on the NBA squad. But it just seems like the Knicks are just going in a defensive direction, and Trey doesn't fit that. At least that's what it seems like to me, and that's why they waved Trey and brought in Pinson. Yeah, here's the thing about that too. Like you, like okay, Alonzo Trey is a very talented player. Like, I, I'm sure he's not thinking anything of this. Really, he's very always been very confident, but I don't feel like, like you said, he's been waving me because of lack of talent. It's, it's just the timing, it's the amount of shooting guards we have. They built this team to have guys that can shoot threes and play the build defense. And even Wayne Ellington, as horribly as he's been, defensively has been bad. He still actually tries. And yeah, he's okay on defense, okay, he's okay on defense. He plays good team defense compared to. Watch watch Wayne Ellington play, and then watch Trier play on the defensive end, and you see what I'm talking about. Because Wayne Ellington, he at least has like the captain planet heart. You know what I mean? He like dies on the floor. Uh-huh. He rotates, all that little stuff. But <laughs> Alonzo never Alonzo never got there. And at the same time, too, I'm not sure it was completely a good idea to bring all those shooting guards there, and you know not. Have an environment where some of these young guys are getting minutes. I feel like this this was this is a this is one of the things that was wrong with the Scott Perry Mills era, where I just feel like they just had too many players altogether in general. Yeah, but um, there's been a few theories out there about why he's not playing. Of course, Ryan's theory is one. Another theory that people talk about is he was strictly here to bring Kevin Durant to the Knicks once KD signed with the Nets he was gone (laughs) god damn (laughs) it's there it's out there who knows some people might say you know he didn't get he didn't get you know along with certain players all the time he like the social media thing was weird. We like weird posts. Mm-hmm. Some people say that. But on the flip side of that, people say he was a really good teammate. He didn't complain we didn't play. He was sharing on the bench. I certainly noticed that when he was on a bench, he seemed like he was chill. He he was celebrating. The players did great things. So I don't think that was... So, I mean, 
who knows what really happened. I think it might be kind of what Ryan said. Didn't play defense. Other players kind of fit within more within the team concept of the Knicks. And the Knicks really didn't need off the bench score, really, really. Because they already have a bunch of other ones, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> Knox, I'm calling you out again. One more year. <laughs> I'm calling my year. But, yeah. The team, the pieces never really fit. I can definitely see Trier finding his niche somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see him coming back and dropping 35 on us. And I'm crying in the corner. I can definitely see that. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. We're going to put on Theo Pinson on him. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that. And then we're going to have him dance after he locks him down. Exactly. <laughs> My other theory is maybe the Knicks sign Theo Penson just so we can troll them and dance when we score. No, I, I don't, don't want to see Knicks go down. The, I don't want to see Knicks play doing the best. I don't want to see, see them doing a little dance. Yeah, nah, Theo Penson. <laughs> Theo Pinson, that dance got to retire now. Uh, <laughs> you, all right, no more, no more. Okay, all right, all right, all right, cool. I'm moving on from that theory. All right, another theory. Shout out to Bobby Marks on Twitter. Pretty decent theory. He's like, look, there is no downside to NYK making making a waiver claim on Theo Pinson. Um, he feels like the New York Knicks have a three month window to evaluate him. And he only has like a $1.7 million on his salary. So he could be a trade chip to pack with somebody else to move later on. Also, yeah, and also, you know, there's, you know, there's a teams that are playing right now who are going to be in the playoffs. But the Knicks might have to assemble another team waiting for the car to drive by. The Knicks have to have to assemble another team to play with these other teams that have made the playoffs and grabbing players off the waivers might be the moves to do that because a lot of these guys on the Knicks right now, they might not even opt to play because it's like they're going to be free agents most likely after the season is over. So why risk it? So take a look out for that. Um... Sad to see Iso go, man. Yeah, man, he was a good player. I like. I mean, I like. I like the fact that you know, when whenever whenever he was on the court, fill it up, buckets, buckets, buckets. But it seemed like, like I said, the Knicks are going in a defensive. It seemed like they're going in a defensive route right now, and Trey don't play defense, man. So it's like he don't. He he doesn't fit in. At, you know where the Knicks are trying to go at the moment. At least that's what it seems like on the surface. Yeah, at the same time, I like. It just seems like he didn't have the time. He just it was too it was too much too many things happening over here. Yeah. He, he shot forty five percent from the field, thirty eight from three, eighty percent from the free throw line. Not a bad stat for a guy who's been in the league for two seasons over his career. So I'm pretty sure he'll do well wherever he lands. He shoot he might even be in the playoffs somewhere. Who knows? Somebody else picks him up. True. Who knows? 
But yeah, moving on. Moving on to players. Speaking of players who are joining the Knicks. Shout out to Theo Penson. We have another guy joining the team. I got a Knicks fans. They're happy. They're happy about this guy. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, Jared. Jared Harper. Point guard from the Phoenix Suns. Has been signed to a two-way contract to the New York Knicks. Some Knicks fans might remember him as the guy who destroyed us in Summer League. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> 5'11", 6'5", wingspan. He was given RJ and Mitch fits. You would think, oh, fundamentals of Mitch. Mitch can block him. But no. Uh, <laughs> he can nah. turn his body, do some weird layup off the glass, reverse English and Spanish, and it would go in. Yep. <laughs> that guy is on the Knicks right now. And as a result of him being on the Knicks, we have to say the guy to the goodbye to my guy, Kadeem the Dream Island, man. Yes, sir. Great guy, great Nick. I, I feel like, you know, had a really good season last season where he shot the ball well, hit three well, had a nice little Florida game going. There's a few times he was the best guard on the court last season. Not the season that just passed, the season before that. New season comes in. I think he got injured beginning of the season. Couldn't really get to the swing of teams. Didn't really get the time he got last season. And now he's waived. But salute to Kadeem Allen. Yes, sir. Kadeem the dream. Yep. <laughs> salute to that guy. But now we're here to, to see what Jared Harper has. What do you think about Jared Harper, man, in this game? All right. Well, first and foremost, I'm just going to read off his G League stats, which are pretty good, yes, you know. Sir. So, in the G League, Harper averaged 20.8 points a game mm. on 41% shooting from the field. Score. 36% from three. Mm. He shot 79% from the line. 2.8 rebounds a game. 5.7 assists per game. Not bad. And one steal per game. Oh. And the thing with Jared Harper is like, First and foremost, like, I've seen a guy play at Auburn, and I was a fan of his. Like, I really liked this game in Auburn. He can shoot the three. Mm -hmm. he, can break, he can break people off the dribble. He can get to the rim, finish at the rim. Like, he showed it in the G League against the Knicks. I mean, we had Mitch back then, and my, and my dude was still finishing at the yeah, rim. Yeah, man. Like, it didn't matter. And the thing is that, like, a, pe a lot of people are, like, scared of his height, you know, because he's 5'10", 5'11", but dude got 6'5", wingspan, and dude got crazy hops. Yeah. On top. It's like he makes up for his lack of size with athleticism. So I feel like he he, he has a lot of upside, you know. So I I, I like I I'm, I'm me personally I do um I'm with the Knicks signing him. Like I feel like he's a good pickup. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people feel like he's a good pickup. And you know, the thing is too, like he is guy with shorter stature. He's he's, he's a solid dude. He's a solid dude. Yeah. He's very fast, too. And like we said, six and a half wingspan. And the thing I like about him is, too, even though he's a, sh a short guy, he plays defense hard. He doesn't really quit on any plays. He plays passing lanes. He pressures the ball. So I, I like his 
his game all around. Also, it seems like he's really good in picking role situations. Yeah. Something that would help benefit people like Mitch. And the three point shooting is is decent. It's de- more better. More better. It's better than anything any guard is giving us right now from three. Yeah. So you definitely have to consider uh, Jared Harper as a potential guy to st- a steal a Ross spot. Just got mm-hmm. Wayne and get over. my thing is though a lot of people are really hyped about jared harper you know you know it's the off season we get hyped about small stuff sometimes but there is another g league sniper yes sir on the Knicks already, on the Westchester Knicks. Killing it. Lamar Peters. Crazy. Yep. Nice season last season. He had like a game where he had 19 assists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a game where we hit 10 three-pointers in a single game. Shoots 50% from the corner threes. This guy is nice. What, what could he make in the Lamar Peters, man? All right, so I'm going to read Lamar Peter's stats right quick in the G League. So in the G League, he averaged 17.8 points a game mm-hmm. on 42.5% field goal shooting, 40% from three, 70% from the free throw line, averaged 2.8 rebounds a game, averaged three, 7.3 assists per game, and 1.4 steals a game. And Lamar Peter's, like, he's basically a dude that he fills it up at the point guard position. Like, dude... Can really knock in the three. Dude has a mean step back game. <laughs> he be dribble then go then go with a step back three. Butter. Um, he also tries on defense as well, which is also nothing I like about him. He's not he's not a lazy defender. A lazy he does defender. does give effort on the defensive end. And I feel like it's going to be interesting because you're going to have Jared Harper on a two way contract, mm. so you know he's going to be in the G League, and then you're going to still have Lamar Peters there where. It's going to be interesting to see, like, how that point guard battle is going to go in the G League and who's going to pull ahead of who. Yeah, so. Yeah, I, think- I will say this, though. Like, we only have Harper, really, for three months as well until he becomes a free agent. And we can actually pick him up on later on. But, you know, yeah. just, just let you know about that. And we also have Kenny Wooten, too. We have Kenny Wooten on a two-way contract, too. So that's also yeah. something else to think about. But I wonder if I wonder if Lamar Peter's sitting there like, yo, where's my bread? I've been killing it over here. Mm-hmm. You wonder you wonder if that's going through his mind. But yeah, like you said though, the thing that I like about Lamar Peters is the the three point shot. The three point shot. The three point shot. Three point shot. Yeah, you can shoot the rock. Forty percent from three. And it's not even just 40% from three because you can have guys that shoot 40% from three and they shoot, you know, three three shots a game. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This man averaged nine attempts a game. <laughs> nine attempts a game, hit 3.6. Which it, is impressive. The vi- exactly the volume of threes in which he shoots 
is impressive. That's the modern NBA offense. When you compare these two, three-pointer from three-pointer, to me, advantage Lamar Peters. When you also look at the assist rate, 7.3, 5.7, eh, could also be Kamara Peters, but it also could be that, you know, uh, Lamar Peters has the ball in his hand a little bit more, and maybe Jared Harper gives the hockey assist. That could mm-hmm. also be it. True that. And I think another thing that we have to watch out for is because I just looked up um, Lamar Peters' contract situation, and it seems like he's out of a contract this season, so... With the Knicks bringing in Jared Harper, I don't know if that means Lamar Peters is going to move on to another team, or if Lamar Peter, or if they're going to re-sign Lamar Peters to a, um, another two-way deal or whatnot. I, I don't even know how many two-way deals the Knicks can actually like sign. Two, two, two. So that means if Lamar Peters comes back, then it's going to be a regular G League contract. So it'll be interesting to see. Like it, it might be a case where Lamar Peters moves on and Jared Harper just takes over. As a starting point guard on the G League Knicks, on the Westchester Knicks. That could be it. Because, you know, usually when you're a new guy in the scene, you want to kind of make your own moves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when that happens, you can ignore what's already right under your nose. So, and that, that does happen. Hopefully, I really want to see Lamar get an actual shot, too. I, it'll be yeah. interesting to see if the Knicks do actually compete with other teams, you know, that aren't in the playoffs. If we can see these two guys actually battle out in practice to see, you know, mm-hmm. where this thing goes. I would pay to see that because they're both kind of six feet, 5'11", speedy guards. Lamar Peters with the ill. Listen, what Lamar Peters handles, woo, the, the handle package for, now for Lamar Peters is filthy. Filthy, filthy. Yeah, he's nice. Definitely nice. But, yeah, like I was saying before, uh, shooting as Lamar, um, scoring as Jared. You have a feeling that he might, you know, average, probably draws a lot more fouls, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like Jared's a bit more aggressive when it comes to, like, attacking the rim. Mm-hmm. Lamar Peters, so I would probably give the edge to Jared if it comes to, like, drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. Exactly. Turnovers as Jared. Yeah. Lamar Peters, I think, averages like 3.7 or 3.8. A pretty high amount. Yeah. But it's close, man. It's very close. Who do you want? Who do you see continuing the Knicks? Would you like to have Jared Harper here or Lamar yeah. Peters? It's tough, man, because I've, I've, seen a, I've seen a few, I've seen a few, you know, games with Lamar Peters and he's nice, but then at the same time, look at Jared Harper and like, I've actually seen Jared Harper perform in college. Mm. And then the fact he's killing G League too, I'm like, ah, it's tough, man. I like the way I like the way Jared Harper played in played um at Auburn, man. Like, if I have to choose, probably Jared Harper. I feel like he has a higher ceiling to me. Because of the athleticism. Yeah, the athleticism and and the fact that even though Lamar Peters is a better shooter at the moment. I feel like Jared Harper can at least can get himself to a forty percent range sooner or later. I think so. Mm. So that's interesting. You think he gets to a forty percent range? Right? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't claim to be the super duper expert or anything. I'm just doing a little bit of research and looking at some clips and making my decision right decision right now. So take my take my thoughts with a grain of salt. 
Yeah, take mine with a grain of salt too. I'm <laughs> take mine. <laughs> but you know, if anything that JLS likes, JLS likes Shura. And to me, it's possible he can he can climb to thirty five to forty percent. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will. Maybe 37, 38. But I feel like a shooter's a shooter's a shooter. If my guy is hitting 40% from three on his step backs, and his step back is that filthy, I don't know. I'm going to go with Mark Peters. Although I did see Jared hit some pretty crazy step back threes, too. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the percentages aren't on, on, this, on the clip as Lamar. It's pretty impressive. I don't know. Let me go. You got guys out on YouTube. Comment below. What do you think, Lamar Peters? I mean, I mean, for me, it's tough. Like, I think honestly, it could be, it could be a toss up. Like, you can make a case for either player. To be honest, you really like, can. Like, there's really no clear cut. Like, who's better? To be honest about it. You really can. You really can. I would pay to see that point guard battle in practice, for sure. Yes. <clears throat> All right. Short news week. In other news. There's only one other really significant news to really talk about this week. And I guess we'll get into the coaches next week. Um, Jason Kidd. Ah. (laughs) The mighty Jason Kidd has returned. He's now on the radar. The Knicks called the Los Angeles Lakers and asked for permission to speak to Jason Kidd. To fill the head coaching job. Now he's in the mix as a head coach. People are already having, you know, this cockamamie thing. Oh, Jason Kidd. Oh, that means the Knicks are going after Giannis. And, uh, no, please stop it. No. It's a pipe dream, yo. Pipe dream. But this is what's happening, man. What do you feel? Do you feel like Jason Kidd is a good fit here? You already know how I feel. I've always had my reservations about Duke. Yeah. I'm calling him I'm, Duke. <laughs> I mean, I look at it this way. Like, first and foremost, the reason why Jason Kidd was hired by the Lakers was because it was thought that Vogel was just going to be a standing coach for, like, a couple of seasons or whatever, and then Jason Kidd would take over to be. Mm. So it's kind of surprising that the Lakers are like, ah, you know what? You want to you want to interview Jason Kidd? You can you can interview him. You know, you can interview him for the head coaching position. It's either the Lakers are very satisfied with Vogel, which they should be, if you look at the Lakers record, exactly. or or Jason Kidd. I don't know. He's doing something in the organization. I don't know. Yeah, trying to get rid of him. But I mean, Jason Kidd. Like, if you look at his overall record, he's pretty much an average coach. I mean, he does. He does have, you know, good experience with, like, you know, developing young players. So, I guess that would fit him with, you know, the Knicks' young roster. Like, you, you know, actually help develop, you know, the players on the roster and things like that. And uh, and I want people to shut up about Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's not coming to New York. Just, right. Just, just, but um, Jason Kidd, I mean, compared to the other candidates, like, for me, it's still Kenny Atkinson or you keep Mike Miller for another season. Or yeah. somebody that, you know, still over Jason Kidd. So to me, it's to me the news is just like it is what it is. Like, all right. yeah, you know, some people might say that he, they like the fact that he took the assistant coaching job because he humbles himself and he's trying to learn now and not, you know, 
just go straight into it because Jason Kidd came straight from the Knicks to head coach into the Nets, tried to take the net. Listen, if you don't know the story, Jason Kidd tried to pull some power moves and take over the whole Nets organization <laughs> as a first year coach. Word. <laughs> My man was like, I put my blood, sweat, and tears for this organization for years as a player. Exactly. Y'all not going to give me control of this organization. It's like, my dad, you just got here, dog. Easy. <laughs> Ended up going to the Bucks and had some weird things happen there. Um, more X's and O's go. Like, people that really didn't like the way he he did the little the blitzing defense. They didn't like, they felt like, like, like Ryan said, average coach. Because once he left, that team went from 40, t- 40 wins to above and beyond. Exactly. So, I mean, but people say he's a good heady coach. He's really good at out-of-bounds plays and things of that nature. But maybe he just jumped into the game too fast. And maybe now he's slowed down and can put everything together. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I know I don't want him here. <laughs> <laughs> like yo, like yo, Jason Kidd gave us like one strong season at point guard, and and that's and that's all the yo. He never liked us. That is my thing, yo. This <laughs> dude did not like us. Listen, I interviewed me and CP. We interviewed Kenyon Martin, and listen, we know. I was like, we know Kenyon. We knew he didn't like us, and Kenyon talked about it. Mm-hmm. So. I, a part of me thinks they came to the Knicks, did really good in the season, and purposely tanked the playoffs because he still hated us. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and then was like, I'm going to the Nets. Peace. <laughs> this is where I belong. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't trust him. I wouldn't even hire him. I still feel like he hates us. That's the only association I wanted to have with the Knicks. The one strong season he had mm-hmm. at point guard. That's it. No more. 84 win. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> Now move on. <laughs> All right, it's gonna be a short show today. No Oopix. Oh. Alex, don't kill me. All right. <laughs> you got. You got to wait till the NBA season starts back. All right. You got to wait, man. <laughs> don't kill me. There's no Oopix today. Got bros. Though. We do have bro picks. Actually, Ryan has bro picks. I'm gonna just play supporting cast. But oh, bruh, picks. But people who don't know are usually the worst plays of the week in basketball. But there is no basketball, so none. We just talk about stupid things that happen in our daily life or in the country or whatever, whatever. Ryan. Or bruh man from the fifth row. Mm-hmm. Do you have any bruh picks today? Well, the only bruh pick I really have is um, I would even I would even really say it's a bruh pick per se, but like decisions that are being made. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. <laughs> because. Even though, even though I have reasoning as to why Trey is gone, mm. I, I, 
like as if Trish should have really been waived like that. I feel like Trish should be given another chance because I feel like every team needs a player off the bench that's going to give you buckets. And the fact that, like, Trib, like, being waived, that so many Knicks fans are against that. Like, if you read the comments section, it's crazy. Like, there's really, like, no fans that, that really approve of Trib being Yeah, go waved. on Twitter. That's where you saw. That's, that's where you find the other opinions. There's people on Twitter going back and forth. Some people yeah. are like, you know, listen, he's going to cost us $4.5 million. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money for somebody who's not playing. That is true, too. But my whole thing is, like, the Knicks don't even have a coach in place. So it's like, how are you really even making roster moves like that and you don't even know who the coach wants and <laughs> things like that? So I'm like, are we being a bit too hasty right now with the with the moves? <laughs> yeah, you know the other thing about this, too? Like, I don't really think Trier wanted to be here, man. He expected to, I feel like he expected to leave. He wasn't getting playing time. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting playing time. Waiting for this to drop the pass. And you know what? There was a part. There was a part. There was a time when his name was in the rumors. He thought he was going to the Lakers. And I think that was willingly. I feel like they was trying to do him a solid by the try by the trade deadline to move mm-hmm. him, and they couldn't find anything for him. I really feel like that's the way things went. So I'm not sure if he really wanted to be here. He wants to play. Yeah, it's a possibility, man. But you know, it's it, it, like to me, it just harkens back to like when um, Phil Jackson got fired and we had Steve Mills, you know, running the organization, <laughs> and the zoo was going outside of guys. And I'm like, yo, we don't we don't even have like anything any anything in place right now. Like, why are you going outside and guys and making moves? Mm. Yeah. But. That's what I'm saying. Like, I understand why Trier's gone, but at the same time, I'm like, y'all making these moves and we don't have a legit head coach yet. We don't know who's going to coach the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is still weird, though. Like, I know there's some people who don't like his style play, Mm -hmm. but it's still weird to me to cut somebody that talented. Like, usually you cut somebody and you're like, ah, he's up. Whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, he can go. <laughs> but you're here. You always kind of going to kind of wonder what if. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. That's the guy. Like, what if? Word. That's all I got. Yeah, and I also got one more, bro. NASCAR. Oh, bro. Because of the whole noose incident with Bubba Wallace. Hmm thing is is that okay you claim that it wasn't put there recently it's been there for like eight nine months or whatever the case may be but i'm like so what you're trying to tell me is that you had a noose just chilling just chilling there for eight nine months and nobody reported it nobody said anything about it and then on top of that you give bubba wallace that garage to like i guess prepare or whatever the case may be the garage with the noose in it like weird man yeah, so I me personally I'm not buying NASCAR story. To me it's a bruh. So there you go. Bruh. Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I totally support everything you just said. NASCAR, you getting that bruh. Mix organization. 
Trier may or may not have been the right person. But just the fact that I don't really know what he can do yet mm-hmm. is why I kind of agree with you there. Even though I still like my man Dot, I still like Frank getting minutes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like we went wrong some way with the way we managed the balance between the veterans and, and the young guys and that nature. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm rolling. That's where I'm rolling. Bruh. Bruh. Facts. I'm also looking at Dotson like, please don't get rid of him, please. I think Dotson's safe right now, though. I think he's safe at the moment. Sure, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Word. All right. That is our show. I'm just going to get into a little short spiel about what I talked about last week. Uh, always have a community. Um, I know we're in a fight for our life right now. And like I said last week, you know, especially in New York, the, the, the police is, is making $6 billion. They have a $6 billion budget. budget. They have more money than the housing market and hospitals. <laughs> uh, funds for our youth. All those programs combined. And we really don't need all those funds going to the police departments. We can we can cut out bad police. We can move that money around to help plug other th- other things in the community, like the housing, like housing. Like we have bad housing here. We can't. We don't have affordable housing. Hospitals are shut down in Brooklyn, in particular. COVID happened. People were overrun in hospitals and we need those hospitals but that money went to police that could went to hospitals we can reallocate some of these funds to help the community but um we need your help of course and a way to help is to email your congressman and i showed you last week i'm gonna show you once again go to defund12.org and you can find your state auto-populate here you go find your state click New York wherever you live click send mail and what will happen is your email will pop up it's not gonna happen for you right now though and you and it'll auto-populate your message for you with <clears throat> all the email addresses of the congressman a councilman, I'm sorry, that you can email and hit about defunding the police, as well as subject matter and the message. All you gotta do is fill in the blanks, put in your name, hit send, and you're done. Because you know all this, all the protesting is done well, but we need to stay on councilman's neck to get things done. And once again, I am not against police. I have police family in police force. I'm against bad policing, and I want to allocate some of these funds the police have to things like schooling, to things like hospitals, to things like job creation, because we all know those things is what keeps property down, not more police. Yeah. Exactly. Not saying to get rid of police completely, 
but I'm just saying reallocate those funds, some of those funds, to the community so we can build ourselves up. Yes, improve our communities. Exactly. That is the short version. Yes. <laughs> Check the long version last week. Slightly longer. Check that out. But that is our show. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us on youtube.com slash show to get this video. You can find us on Dash Radio. Shout out to you guys, Dash. Just got that deal done with 2K. Shout out. Shout out to that. Also, go find us on SoundCloud.com slash show, iTunes.com slash Spotify, all that jazz. Also, you can find our articles on NickTimeShow.com. We have some nice blog writers there. Thanks, Ryan. He built it up. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get Ryan to come back. I'm trying to get Ryan to come back, but he's busy. I know. I know he's busy. Your life, your life is hectic right now, man. Life is hectic. I feel you. I feel I'm trying to get some bread, man, so he can actually pay people. That's that's, that's the plan. That's the plan. Trust me. We yeah, yeah, was yeah, close yeah. last year. We were close. But something happened last year. I don't even want to talk about it on here, but I think I hired the wrong person. But I'll say, I'll, let's see that circle. Anyway. <laughs> that's our show. You can find me on JLS Roastings on IG. That's J E L L I S. Draws things. You can find some drawings, old drawings, new stuff, motion graphics, things of that nature. Where can they find you, Ryan? You can find me at Sergi is Sir G is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. And that's all I got to say right now, man. Yeah, that's it. And you can also find us on Nick Time Show on Instagram. And the KLT show on Twitter. That is our show. We out of here. Peace.